Welcome, everybody, to The World is a Mess, and I just want to steampunk it. This is May the 11th, uh, 2021, and I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Bertison from uh, Bellwood, Ontario, Canada, and I'm here in North Hollywood. Hi, what's up? And this is episode 26. Anyway, um, so what's going on, Daniel? I know off off camera we were talking about uh, bloated military spending, and this is the problem number one problem in America today. You know, your conservatives, your Republicans, your libertarians always like to talk about wasted government spending, and they always like to claim that it's welfare that has the most waste, and it's not. Just if yeah. you look at the numbers and you look at the facts. Uh, and this is something that really enrages me. And I actually have firsthand knowledge of because my so-called father, uh, who I don't get along with, uh, we've been estranged since uh, 2012, so for a long time now. And uh, he used to be a defense contractor. He used to work on a lot of classified stuff. And he was one of the, the ticker-tattering middlemen who got his cut. You know, his last job in 2011, uh, he worked as defense contractor lobbyist. My father did. And he was getting paid 115000 a year just to do con uh, contract paperwork, mid uh, middle management stuff. But the biggest problem with... We're, you know, you have Biden wanting to increase the military budget yet again. We're, and the military budget, I think, is like up to, let's see, annual military budget. And it's actually much higher than what they say it is. Yeah, $934 billion. But that doesn't include black ops. That doesn't include classified off the book stuff. Do you include the black ops and the classified off the book stuff? It's more like $1.1 trillion a year, $1.2 trillion a year that we're actually spending on military budget, special ops, black ops, stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, if you look at like the Lockheed Martin F-35 Lightning II, it looks pretty impressive in the Wikipedia article. But let me tell you, they have spent $1.5 trillion building and developing this aircraft since the 90s and it's never been used in any war any conflict because it's too inefficient uh it's very it's a stealth fighter it's very aerodynamically unsound uh it's resulted in a lot of crashes and they're still trying to work out the software bugs. The, the plane is so aerodynamically inefficient because of its stealth capabilities that it needs con special computer software and special computer guidance system just to be able to stay airborne. And if that fails, if there's a glitch in the computer, then it, it will crash. And it's never been used in Afghanistan. And the United States is supposedly pulling out of Afghanistan this year. Uh, it's just been a weight, a colossal waste of $1.5 trillion uh, for development of an aircraft that has not really played any part in national security. 
I mean, to give you an analogy, uh, and it really, you know, this would be like owning a house and you're like, well, instead of replacing the roof and repairing the plumbing, I'm going to buy a hundred AK-47s. AK-47s are really good weapon, right? Well, you only really need one, but instead you're buying a hundred because somebody is making their cut off the top. Somebody through a lobbying firm has greased the legislation through, they've got the right contacts, uh, they're able to get these contracts because they got insider information and they get approved and then the military is required by law to buy these overbloated and inefficient weapons. So the F-35 is the worst offender, but you also got the Boeing uh, V-22 Osprey. That aircraft, from what I understand, each aircraft, I just looked it up on Wikipedia, each aircraft costs $60 million. It is very inefficient at the role of being a helicopter, very inefficient at being a transport aircraft. It's this weird hybrid between a helicopter and an aircraft. And a regular helicopter, which can carry more cargo, costs half as much. Again, another overpriced piece of crap that has been greased through the right connections, through the right amount of uh, campaign contributions and bribery and corruption behind the scenes, these overpriced toys that are not very efficient. And you see this in the fact that the United States, after 20 years, still can't defeat the Taliban in a third world country because, well, I mean, ideally that, that country is, is uh, great for defensive guerrilla warfare because it's mountainous and it's hard to dominate. But still, I mean, you know, United States is still fighting conflicts in Syria Iraq and it's never ending. And despite spending more than the next 12 countries combined, it's very inefficient military spending, very overpriced, expensive toys. Another one is the Bradley fighting vehicle, which was also controversial. It's supposed to be sort of like a light tank and a troop transport, but it does neither very efficiently. It neither works as a light tank because it's 25 millimeter main gun is not very good at penetrating uh, Soviet main battle tank armor. And it's also very lightly uh, armored. There, there was scores of them that got lost during the Gulf War, which is not widely talked about. But yeah, uh, you know, I think it cost uh, the Bradley fighting vehicle. How much did it cost to develop? From what I understand, it was like $13 billion developed. And it's just an overpriced, another overpriced piece of crap. It's not very efficient as a troop transport because it can only hold five soldiers in the back. So it's this weird like hybrid light tank troop transport thing that neither does a good job at being a troop transport and it neither does a good job at being a light tank. Yeah. And I guess you could use it as a recon vehicle and they do, but it's, it's just, I mean, it's, there were World War II tanks that could probably take on a Bradley fighting vehicle and take it out. Um, you know, there was a lot of corruption in the development of the Bradley fighting vehicle. Like they, they had oiled the armor. Or they had some kind of special um, thing on the armor that made it more resistant to anti-tank weapons, which wouldn't be very practical if deployed in real life. Uh, I can't remember, but there was... They had propped it up to make it seem like the armor was more powerful than it actually was, or more 
more uh, had better protection than it actually did. So the whole Bradley fighting vehicle um, as a military object, as a military weapon, as military technology is total overpriced crap. And mm-hmm. so, and there's there's even more. I've got a news article here from NBCNews.com. That's a fairly credible source. Um, and this is dated from uh, March the 3rd, 2011. The, the U.S. Air Force wasted $549 million on faulty At- uh, Italian-made cargo planes for the Afghan government. This was supposed to be the, they were going to supply cargo planes to the Afghan Air Force. So the Afghan Air Force would have a way to you know, transport troops by air into a remote region. Uh, and no one involved in the deal has been held to account. And basically, they bought $549 million in Italian cargo planes. These planes were 20, 30 years old. They were worn out. They had metal fatigue. They had already been retired, I think, from the Italian Air Force. And when the military purchased them, they found out, hey, these are beyond repair. They're only good for scrap metal. So only at the Pentagon can you turn $549 million into $30,000. That would be probably more the equivalent of like $750 million today because this was in twenty. Well, this is actually, no, this article is from March of 2021. So, but this is, this was several years ago. This is like a follow-up, but yeah, I mean, just wasted them out. Like they should even show one of the Italian cargo planes that like literally looks like trash, just like scrap metal falling apart. Uh, it's, it's really, really bad. And, and all these trillions of dollars wasted on overexpensive toys for defense contractor executives. You know, you get all these companies, executive overhead, like Caterpillar Tractor, Boeing, Martin Marietta. Uh, you know, all these defense contracting companies, uh, General Electric is another defense contractor company. Uh all this executive overhead making trillions of dollars taking their cut off the top at the same time making military more inefficient because they're forced to use these inefficient, mechanically unreliable weapons and then just blatantly lose money and waste money on garbage, buying garbage. There goes your taxpayer money and there is more waste in at the Pentagon and in the Department of Defense than any other budget in America, uh, American history. Um, I mean, the $1.5 trillion that we spent and wasted on the F-35, which played no critical role in any um, military operation, it's meant to be an air superiority fighter, if you can even get it to fly right. And, you know, that could provide student loan debt relief you could you could pay off you could uh, for do student loan debt forgiveness for one trillion dollars you could for 20 billion a year you could provide housing for all the homeless across america but uh property developers don't want to provide cheap housing for uh working poor and the homeless because then that would devalue their property the overinflated property values mm-hmm. so yeah i mean massive amount of corruption uh, I'm, you know, a little bit tripping over my words here, but yeah, basically, you know, it's in 
certain people's best interests and it's a minority of people like i'm talking about a tenth, the top tenth of one percent it's in their best interest to keep things bad in america you have homeless tent cities in every major american city you have major poverty you have poverty here in america that's on par with third world countries and sometimes even worse because at least in some third world countries they allow tent cities to exist here we try to squash them we try to brush it under the rug instead of actually helping people. And what limited help there is, it's too little, too late, or it's the problem is growing faster than the limited amount of help that's actually offered. So yeah, we waste a lot on our bloated military budget. And like I said, the analogy that I, the best analogy I can give is like, imagine a guy, instead of repairing his roof or repairing the plumbing of his house, he buys a thousand AK-47 rifles. And he's like, well, I got my property defended. I got a thousand AK-47s. But yet he, he, he could have taken that money and repaired his roof. And that's like America. Instead of um, repairing our, our infrastructure, like when it comes to healthcare, because COVID really exposed how vulnerable uh, we are with our healthcare system, that they don't have enough supplies. They don't have enough uh, doctors, they don't have enough nurses. They don't pay nurses uh, very well. You know, you often, if you're a nurse, you get chewed up and spit out. And if you become disabled as a nurse due to injuries from becoming a nurse, not to mention the health risk and the, the risk of getting disease by being a nurse, um, then you can face a life of being homeless. So, um, yeah, not very good. Um, we have the worst economy since the Great Depression. We're in another Great Depression. Uh, the most American corporate media, all they do is spin it and try to make things look much better than it actually is. And it's not. Um, Biden is not as bad as, as Trump, but I don't see him going out of his way. to. We need radical change. We need to say, hey, we're going to cut the defense budget by 66% because we're way overspending. We need to do away with the, the V-22 Osprey. We need to do away with the Bradley fighting vehicle. We need to do away with the F-35. And we need to hold that company accountable that wasted $549 million of taxpayer money on broken down Italian cargo planes. Uh, just waste after waste. And there's probably even more. Or there's more that I don't even know about. There is definitely more waste. And so, you know, if we would just cut our military budget to about $200 million a year, we'd be so much better off. We could save money and pay down on a deficit. And then we could also pay off all student loans. We could provide housing for all the homeless. We could bring back Word Progress Administration and provide good-paying living wage government jobs for workers who need it instead of all this wasted crap. So yeah, America is in dire straits and it's because you got, you know, even Biden wants to spend more money on the military. He approved a budget to spend even more money. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's like, that's like, oh no, no, that's so taboo cutting military spending, but we need to because we're wasting trillions of dollars here in the United States. But I digress. Um, it is uh, kind of depressing because it doesn't seem like yeah. anything's ever going to change because you got Biden 
who they claim is a liberal, but he's not really a liberal. He is a moderate. He's a center-right moderate, and he is not going to make things worse, but he's going to maintain the status quo. Mm -hmm. What's your take on that? It just, it, it's a shame, you know, I mean, all this waste and, you know, like, yeah, like you said, we could, we could, we could take that, those trillions of dollars they spend and we can, we could, you know, help every poor person in America, right? Yeah. And that's not, very unfortunate that they're doing this, that they're spending so much money on stupid crap. It doesn't even work properly. Not only is it stupid crap, it doesn't work properly either. Right? Yeah, I mean, even if, you know, you needed air superiority fighters, you don't need that many. And because we, we haven't been at a war, you know, uh, a major... Well, I mean, the United States is involved in a lot of little wars, but we haven't been involved in a war with a major power. And what I like to call a major power would be like Russia is a major power. China is a major power. Um, you know, America is not the sole superpower. It's just really naive and dumb to believe that America is one of several major powers. What I'd like to call major powers these are people that have, these are countries that have nukes, they have large militaries, they have well-capable militaries, well-equipped militaries, um, and an economy to back them up. And that would be countries like Russia, um, China, India, uh, even India is a major power uh, because they have, I think, a standing army of about a million troops and they have nuclear weapons and they have a, a pretty big economy, even though the majority of the population doesn't benefit from their IT economy, they still have a pretty big and strong, a strong economy that benefits a few. Uh, and in other words, they have logistics to support their own military. Um, and so there, there are several major powers that the United States, if they had to go to war, would have a problem fighting. Um, and so it's, but, you know, we, the United States does not need to be in the game for global dominance, be a global dictatorship. We, um, United States, I can understand spending maybe 150, 200 million a year on the military, but not the $1.2 trillion a year that we spend. I mean, I know that the official annual budget, uh, is 934 million but that's an underestimate because that doesn't include classified stuff doesn't include black ops it doesn't include cia operations if you actually included cia ops and black ops and off the book stuff it'd probably be 1.2 1.3 trillion dollars is what we actually spend on the the military so here and i mean in the United wow. States. So, I mean, it's, it's an overwhelming burden to the economy. <laughs> you always have your conservatives, <clears throat> your Republicans, your libertarians say that, oh, there's so much money wasted on welfare, but it's not, it's, if there's any amount of money wasted on welfare, it pales in comparison to the Pentagon. Um, and so people who attack welfare spending and tax, infrastructure spending but yet they don't attack the waste that is on military expending 
that's a hypocrisy and there is no legitimate that's not a legitimate criticism because they're not thinking critically and they're just lying to you because they're not a, uh, a principled conservative because they're okay with wasting money as long as it's their boys as long as their boys are wasting the money and uh but but not your boys but yeah the you know welfare is not a waste but uh defense spending most of it is a waste anyway yeah i totally but, agree uh, but yeah there's we're, we're at a pitiful state in this country it is really really bad we we got about 10 minutes left I've been ranting there for about 20 minutes. Anything else you want to talk about before we go in 10 minutes? Um, did you, did you know that? Okay. Have you seen the pics from the, from the, uh, the flashpoint movie? It's really good. They show Wayne Manor and they show people like, um, well, they show like Wayne Manor and they show a smoke machine making a lot of smoke. And I haven't seen it. I they're haven't speculating seen it. that it's possible that Wayne Manor is, burning down and that'll and that'll uh that'll be the catalyst that brings uh michael keaton's bruce wayne to go with the flash that's a theory for now i mean it, it's interesting. It be interesting i don't know um, i mean like it, it's too bad they waited this long to make a sequel to batman returns i mean my god it's been like what 30 years batman returns was made in 1991 and now it's 2021 yeah, that was 32 years ago. Anyway. And like, I mean, Michael Goh, the original Alfred for the Michael Keaton Batman, he's like dead. He died in 2011. Well, that's what happens when you wait too long to do a sequel. But I, I'm really surprised that Michael Keaton even agreed to return because I thought he had no interest in reprising Batman. He originally had said that. Yeah. I mean, he he was offered a third chance. He was only in the, like the first two movies. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he uh, and he was offered a chance to return a third time to play Batman, and he said something like he didn't want to be typecast as Batman. So that's why he didn't return as Batman, and he didn't really like the script or whatever. And uh, but yeah, um, Yeah, it could be good. Uh, I'm not very impressed with the way they did Justice League, uh, you know, with uh, Zack Snyder, Joss Whedon, Justice League. Uh, I haven't seen the Zack Snyder version because it's, you know, unbearably wants- long. it's unbearably four hours long. I might try to pretend like it's a mini series and just watch one hour a day for four days in a row. But I, I don't think I have the patience to sit through yeah a four hour movie but so i because i wasn't i I did see the the joss whedon version of justice league and i just wasn't that impressed it was the story was kind of convoluted and the movie kind of felt long and slow at parts and it just seemed to be a lot of popcorn action with very little explanation as to what was going on and the movie just seemed way rushed uh i'm sure the Zack snyder version because it's an uncut four hour version might be better and i know that he improved the special effects a little bit but i just i don't like Zack snyder's approach to the justice league i just it's too dark and gritty it's like he's trying to make another watchman movie it's great for watchman because watchman is meant to be 
dark and gritty, but it's not great for Superman or for uh, Justice League. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it'll be okay. Uh, I was pretty intrigued that they they brought in, you know, the movie version of Flash in a cameo um, back in 2019 for um, Crisis on Infinite Earth. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What universes do you want to see explored in this movie? I don't know any of them. Anything that's different. I mean, anything, I know, anything that's a good story. They're gonna. I'm sell- not very picky. It just has to be a good story. Yeah, like they said, oh, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman will come back. Man, she's been doing this since 1975. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Yeah, and in in the story, she's been active since World War One. Actually, she's like she's like thousands of years old. Actually, so wow. I mean, you know, well, but, you, can, you can always dig up dead dead actors and bring them back as zombie robot cyborgs. Yeah, and then you just reprogram that reprogram the but zombie you know the zombie robot know? cyborgs to act, and there you go. But did you know they're going to separate the Joel Schumacher universe from the from the Tim Burton universe? Um, I didn't know that, but it makes sense. I mean, really, come on. Was it that bad? I mean, I know it was bad. It was pretty bad. It wasn't that bad. I I wanted, I missed a phrase. Yeah. All right, everyone. Chill. Chill. Yeah, it was just too, it was like, it was really bad. Not in a good way. Yeah, that was my first. Actually, you know what? My first Batman movie I ever saw was was Tim Burton's Batman Returns. I remember back in 1992, I was five years old. I was at Kmart. Do you ever go to Kmart? See, that's why it was good to you, because you saw it when you were five years old. But Yeah, you know, because you know, when you're a kid, it all sticks with you, right? That's the, that was the first DC movie live action anything I ever saw. That was my first live action Batman. That was my first live action movie. That was my first live action DC universe. So I remember when I was a kid, I was well, five I, years if old. If you like it, I respect your opinion. I just think you know, I, I, most people, most critics, most fans think it was the worst Batman movie of all time. And yeah, I would agree because it was just really corny and cheesy. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was kind of uh, miscast I mean, as Mr. Returns. Freeze. You know, he's known as this bodybuilder type and he's playing a character who's supposed to be a scientist. And it just was not convincing that he was a scientist, you know, because Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of comes off as a meathead. And yeah. he just, it just, he was totally miscast. I think it was a big mistake to put Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. I just think, I didn't think it worked. Uh, it was, it was funny, but to the detriment of the plot and the story. But who would you cast for Mr. Freeze? I don't know. I'd have to get a time machine and find out. But So like Batman and Robin was the first Batman movie I ever bought. But the first Batman movie I ever saw was in 1992. I was five years old and I watched, it was Batman Returns. Because you know, in 1992, Batman Returns just came out. And I asked my mom, I went to Kmart. Ever go to Kmart? Back uh, in the 90s. When it used to exist, it's largely gone out of business now. Yeah, it's gone out. I mean, for me, it went out at, in 1994. Well, they yeah, started downsizing. I think they're still on, uh, in business as far as a website. Yeah, 
There's still Kmart.com. Um, yeah. So I remember I asked my mom. I said, Mom, can I have – I saw Batman Returns on the shelf. Yeah, they're still said, in business, but they, they have shut down most of their stores. They've largely switched <laughs> to being an online retailer, but they, they yeah. may go permanently out of business one day. It's so you sad. You never know. Because Kmart was a big part of my childhood. I remember going to the – there was like a big a big restaurant, a big 50-style diner in Kmart. And I just loved it. I was always going there with my mom every day to chow down on big K burgers and fries. And yeah, anyway, it used to be a part of Sears Holding Corporation, but then oh, Sears, yeah, Sears went bankrupt. And it's been uh, – they've sold the – Kmart's been sold to a company – called transform sr brands llc so i have no oh, background yeah, I on that company that. but they own kmart now they still have a kmart.com website uh they've largely switched to being an on online retailer so only time will tell but we're out of time we've got one minute left uh, but anyways thank I'll, you I'm daniel not... for joining me no we got to cut it we're i, I like to try to keep it under 30 minutes yeah but thank you, Daniel. You're always welcome to join me for another podcast. We waited two weeks. We waited too long. So we let's try to do this once a week. Yeah. But uh, this is Steampunk Star Raisin of The World is a Mess. Episode 26, May 11th, 2021. You have a nice day, and I will see you 25 billion years. I will. Bye.